It's the 2022 World Cup. It's Canada's players. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin. And I'm Connor. And today we will be looking at Canada's squad for the 2022 World Cup. Yeah, so this preamble is going to be the same for every media cast we do for the players. So those familiar with it can jump to uh, the three minute and 20 second mark. And that's when we'll begin talking about uh, the team. For those looking for a quick version of this media cast, you can skip to near the end, the last four or five minutes, where we summarize the likely starters. Just prior to that, with about 15 minutes remaining, we'll have some discussion on the squad. The main issues with the squad, how we see their overall strength, and how they look going into the cup, as well as the players and issues to look out for. We will put these times in the show notes. We will also be editing this media cast into a shorter version of this podcast for those who are just looking for an overview. Right, and for those looking for a deeper dive, we're going to go through the players and explain why we have uh, categorized them the way we did. And we'll also give some bio information and uh, a bit about their history and standing with the squad. So, so the way we do this is first by organizing the players in their designated position. Uh, it should be noted that these are a bit artificial since players do not always play in their coded positions. It's nevertheless a good way to organize the discussion. Yeah, then we're going to go through the players and share some of the data we've collected in our files. And using that data, we're going to categorize uh, the players according to how likely they are to uh, make the team. And that's based mostly on their recent participation. So we categorize them into definite, likely, possible, possible but unlikely, and seems to be off the squad. Uh, we also mention big players who have recently retired, and we make note of any who are currently injured. And we'll also try to determine at the end which players will be starters and which will be substitutes. Right, and for those following on, on YouTube, we will run a very simple graphic where we list the names and you can see actually uh, the players' names um, as we mispronounce them. Um, and it's the same broadcast for the podcast. So we're going to try to repeat the names a few times to help listeners familiarize themselves with the players' names. Right. And that's as much as we can do at this point. But as the rosters are being published, we're going to do an update episode, actually one for the team and one for the players. So that will be essentially going over our predictions and updating them based on the games played to that point and uh, revealing which players were selected. So keep your eyes out. Keep, keep your eye out for those uh, probably in November sometime. OK, so we're going to begin uh, this podcast here. Um, uh... Right, with some uh, takeaways from the previous podcast, um, we have done um, an, an episode on Canada's players for their Gold Cup 2021. Right, okay, so takeaways from the previous podcast, we uh, noted for Canada that um, it's basically a new crop of players uh, reaching new heights. So uh, they really made a turnaround from around 2017. So you're going to see a lot of the new players uh, started from the Gold Cup 2017 or uh, after that. And um, the key players for Canada have all been built uh, from there. Yeah, um, in terms of the old guard, um, only a few from pre-2017 have survived. 
Um, so keep an eye out for these players uh, as we go through. Right, okay, and we're going to move on to uh, formation. So I think uh, we noted actually in the previous, maybe the update podcast for Canada, that we were surprised by the variety uh, of their formations. So uh, actually rarely using the, the same formation twice. And um, I'm putting up a graphic here. Connor, do you see any patterns there uh, really emerging? Yeah, I mean, if, if we try to identify patterns, they, they change most notably from a three-man defense in the Gold Cup to a mostly four-man defense in qualifying, um, though they did switch back to a three-man defense for five of the 16 games. But yeah, I think, as you mentioned, it's, it's a variety. It's sometimes three at the back, um, sometimes four. Sometimes it's a lone striker. Sometimes they go very conventional, 4-4-2. Four, four, um, yeah, so it's very fluid and, and kind of uh, the coach seems to adapt to, to who they're playing. Um, and yeah, just kind of experimenting and, and yeah. maybe throwing yeah. the opposition Yeah, we'll come back at the end with some speculation on that because once we know who the players are, uh, it might shed a little bit of light on it. Okay, so just keep in mind a variety of formations for Canada. And uh, we'll start with the squad and the man who's making those decisions. Uh, the manager is yeah, yeah John Herdman. John Herdman. John Herdman, yeah. So he's been a manager of the Canada men's national team since 2018. Um, but for seven years before that, he was manager of the Canada's women's national team. So he's been with Canada for a long time, making the jump from uh, women's to men's. And he previously coached the New Zealand women's national team from 2006 to 11. Yeah, quite interesting. So he did uh, take them through the Gold Cup in 2019, was his first tournament. And, uh, of course, the 2021 Gold Cup. And uh, he will be their manager through this tournament barring any sudden changes yeah don't see it likely if anything it'd be uh being poached because i know canada the, the players and the organization really love him yeah yeah that's true all right well we're gonna uh, kind of um go through the uh, names of the goalkeepers first and their likelihood of reaching the squad and then we'll kind of come back and explain uh, why we've categorized them that way and get a little bit of history so uh, for the definite candidate, uh, we have uh, Milan Borjan and uh, Maxime Crepeau. Uh, Do you know how to pronounce that, Connor? Yeah, Crepeau, I think. Crepeau, right. And uh, for a possible, uh, no, a likely candidate, we have Dane St. Clair. And uh, for a possible candidate, Jason Lutweiler and uh, James Pantamos. Um, those are the five candidates on the table. So let's go back to Milan Borjan, and I'll tell you why we think he's a definite candidate. It's mostly because he started 12 of their 16 games since the 2021 Gold Cup, and um, he was on the bench for one one other one. He was uh, rested uh, for the Gold Cup, but we'll get back to that. Do you want to tell us a bit about him, Connor? Yeah, so he's been with Canada for a while. Um, he has 66 caps, has been with Canada since 2011. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's, uh, let me see, he's uh, 34 years old. Um, so, you know, not really old for a goalkeeper. Um, and he's of Serbian, or, or I guess Yugoslavian background, but he plays for Red Star Belgrade uh, in Serbia, who are the dominant team uh, in that country. 
Yeah, he was uh, actually uh, uh, born in Croatia, but seems to seems to have a more Serbian background and has been all over the place. Really, he's played in Argentina, uh, Argentina too. Yeah, a couple of places: Argentina, Uruguay, Turkey, Bulgaria, Romania. So he's yeah. he's been around, but he's had a very good team and and has actually had Champions League experience with Red Star Belgrade too. Oh yeah, right. Okay, well, in terms of tournament experience, his first one uh, was in 2011 when he got his first cap in the Gold Cup, and he didn't show. Uh, he wasn't the starter for game one, but he did gain a starting position. Uh, over Lars Hirschfeld, who's off the team now. And then he was the starter in 2013 and in 2017 and 19. However, in um, in 2015, he didn't participate in the Cup. Uh, he actually was going to be suspended for the first couple of games, so they went with a different keeper. And in 2021, I believe it was uh, mostly just to be rested. Uh, do you know much about that, Connor? Yeah, I, I think that's what it was. Um, and maybe to try out somebody new because um, Borean has been um, the starting position kind of so consistently over recent years. Right, yeah. So we guess he'll be the starter, but we'll get to that at the end. Uh, another definite candidate, though, for being on the squad, uh, we think is going to be Maxime Cripeau. Uh, uh, and we think that because he started, he only started four of the 16 games, but he was on the bench for the 12 others. Yeah, and he seems to be the first choice to come in if Borian um, is unavailable. Um, yeah, he's uh, been with Canada since 2016 and has 15 caps in that time. Currently plays for LAFC in the United States, um, a top team there, and previously spent time in Canada with Vancouver and Montreal in the Major League Soccer. Yeah, yeah, he's 28 years old and uh, so still has a few years in him. And his first Gold Cup was in uh, in 2017, uh, but I think he made an appearance only as a substitute uh, there. And he was also on the bench in 2019. But uh, when Borian was rested there in 2021, he became the starting keeper. So um, uh, that's why we think he's he's the strong backup keeper here. He saved a penalty in that tournament, Connor. Oh, right. You remember who it was against? Uh, it was against Mexico. It was actually Carlos Salcedo, uh, a defender who took the penalty. He was not popular among the Mexican fans after that. All right, we'll move on to the, uh, the uh, likely uh, to make the squad. Dane St. Clair. So we think he's likely because even though he didn't start any of the 16 games uh, since the 2021 Gold Cup, he was on the bench for eight of them, uh, including the last five matches. Yeah, he has just one cap to his name. He's 25 years old um, and plays with Minnesota United. Um, so that's an MLS team in the United States. Yeah, so that one cap uh, uh, was earned in 2021. And uh, he's been mostly with teams uh, in the USA, um, including a college team there. And uh, on to the two possible candidates. We start with Jason Lutweiler. So Jason Lutweiler, again, didn't start any of the 16 games, but he was on the bench for three of them and um, not selected for 13 of them, including the last five. So a bit of an outside possibility there. Yeah, he's 33 years old, um, and he's played a lot of his early career in Switzerland, but then um, 
in England after that. He currently plays with Oldham Athletic. So he's often been kind of in some of the, the lower tiers, but he has had spells with uh, Blackburn and Middlesbrough, among others. Yeah, yeah. So he's actually been with the team uh, since 2016, even though he just has three caps. Uh, he was on the roster for the 2017, 2019, and 2021 uh, Gold Cup, so, uh, but on the bench for all of those. Uh, and he seems to have lost a little ground in the team now. Connor seems to be uh, the fourth tier, uh, the fourth string keeper. Would you agree? Yeah, I think n- noting in their recent games in particular, Dane St. Clair has been there when Luke Weiler hasn't. So, um, yeah, maybe they'll go for experience in the World Cup. Um, which is why he's still a, a possible candidate. But, um, yeah, perhaps down to fourth. Yeah. Okay, and the last possible candidate is James Pantamas. And he also started none of their games since the 2021 World Cup. But he was on the bench for the first eight of those, but then not for the last eight. So it looked like he was making inroads, but uh, but perhaps not. Yeah, and he's with um, Montreal, but... Uh, in MLS as well, but it's had a couple loan spells uh, in that time. Yeah, so he's 24 years old, so or 25 years old, so maybe uh, will come into play once uh, some of those older goalkeepers required. He still has to earn his first cap. So any general comments on goalkeepers uh, there, Connor? I, I think in, in general, goalkeepers are pretty settled. First, especially when you look at the, the starter and the backup in Borean and Cropo. Um, I wouldn't don't really foresee any surprises with those two, and yeah, we'll see out of the other three who who joins them, but likely to not get any action. Yeah, exactly. As you say, I think Jason Lutweiler maybe has a bit uh, because of his experience um, to come in as the third keeper. And uh, if they are going with uh, twenty eight man squads like they have in recent tournaments, some teams have been bringing four keepers uh, to recent cups. Yeah, so I guess that's a possibility as well. All right, well, let's move on to uh, uh, defenders. And we do have a category for kind of general or versatile defenders, but we don't have anyone uh, who really fits into that on the Canada team. So we go with uh, uh, Stephen Victoria. Uh, Do you want to do this part? Just go through the names, Connor? Yeah, and and we'll start with uh, central defenders, just to be clear. So the names we have are Stephen Victoria, uh, Daniil Henry, um, Kamal Miller, Scott Kennedy, um, Derek Cornelius, Ricardo Ferreira, and Frank Sturring. Right, and actually the first four of those, uh, Victoria, Henry Miller, and Kennedy, we all consider definite candidates, and uh, Cornelius a possible, and uh, Ricardo Ferreira and Frank Sturring seem to be off the squad, but since they have played basically since 2020, uh, we're going to include them because they have an outside chance. So let's go back to the top there with uh, the definite candidates. And Stephen Vittoria is the first. He uh, started nine of their 16 games since the 2021 Gold Cup and was subbed in for one other uh, on the bench for two, uh, not selected for three uh, games there. Yeah, he's... um. A bit of a veteran on the team he has he's only been with the team since 2016 but has 32 caps um and is 35 years old um he currently plays with chavez in portugal um he's played mostly in port uh in portugal during his career um with a spell in poland as well with lechia gedansk um and earlier in his career he was he did have spells at some of the bigger clubs that's uh, porto and benfica 
Yeah, he was with the uh, Porto Youth Club uh, there just before he became professional. And uh, he's uh, one of the many players who, who uh, joined the team for the 2017 Gold Cup. So uh, he was a starter uh, in that cup. However, he wasn't uh, selected for the 2019 Gold Cup. I'm not really sure. He was off the squad uh, from shortly after the 2017 Gold Cup. But he did make a comeback for the uh, 2021 Gold Cup, um, where he was again a starter. Uh, he's 35 years old. Did you mention that? A bit of a veteran there? Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, uh that's that's it for him basically do you consider him a real staple in the defense i i was a bit uh taken by surprise by his age i didn't realize he was that that old 35. yeah i think so i think um when he's fit um he's 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 often there and i think he's even uh been given the captain's armband for a few games for canada as well oh okay yeah i think central defenders have maybe a bit more of a shelf life than than uh, players who run around a bit more, do you think? Yeah, I'd agree with that. All right. Well, another player who's um, uh, been around for a while is uh, Hen uh, Daniil Henry. So he started four, only four of their 16 games since the 2021 Gold Cup and was subbed in for two. Uh, but he was on the bench for eight of them. So only two games was he not selected for. Yeah, he's, he's, like you said, a, a staple as well. He's 29 years old and has 44 caps. Uh, he currently plays for Toronto FC in Canada, um, but he actually had a, a spell in uh, in South Korea uh, with Suwon Samson Blue Wings. Samsung Blue Wings! <laughs> um, he also had uh, a spell in England uh, with West Ham, um, which included a couple of loan spells. Um so yeah, he he's gotten around, but um, currently back on home soil with Toronto FC. Yeah, I don't think he actually played any games for West Ham. He was more uh, loaned out, but still, it's a pretty good affiliation. Mm -hmm. uh, he is one of the players who have been uh, with the field, what we call uh, sorry, with the team, uh, what Connor and I have been calling kind of the old guard because he was a starter in the 2013 uh, Gold Cup there however he kind of dropped off the team and wasn't there for the 2015 and 17 gold cup and he returned uh, in the 2019 gold cup uh, where he wasn't a starter but he did earn a starting position from game two on however for the 2021 gold cup uh, he was just a substitute came into two two games there uh, no he actually did uh, start and finish uh, two games also yeah, um, he, he started four of their 16 games since the 2021 Gold Cup. I think you might have mentioned that. So he's not always in the starting lineup, but he's often there. He's often around in and around the team, often getting subbed in or, or called on. So we that's why we see him as a definite candidate. To, yeah, and it may be good to actually point that out, that the, uh, even though we may code someone as a definite candidate, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be a starter. It could be... You know, like those goalies who have been, they're, they're always there, but often on the bench, you know. So, yeah, uh, anyway, we think uh, Donnell Henry will be on the squad, but not necessarily a starter. Now, I have coded uh, Camille Miller. He's uh, uh, coded on most of the websites as a left defender, but we've noticed that he's kind of moved more into central defense. Again, with that three-man defense, he will be on the left side. 
uh, of a three-man defence. So I see him more as a a left central defender. Do you agree, Connor? Yeah, and I think he's kind of got the. I think having seen him for Canada, I think that's where he's at. Where he's at his best. I think Canada also has some good players holding down those fullback positions. Um, but he's a very useful addition. Um, yeah, in the, exactly. in the middle of the defence. Yeah, well, we have him as a definite because he started 11 of their 16 games. Uh, again, mostly in, in central defence there. And he also subbed in for three. So there was only... Uh, oh, and he was on the bench for the two. So he was called up for every game. He was never not selected. Yeah, and he plays with uh, Montreal uh, in MLS, so another one playing on home soil. Um, he did have a... a um, yeah, he's played most of his career in the United States. Um, yeah, kind of with some smaller teams, but he's really kind of playing well now with, with Montreal, who are having a great season in MLS. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, 25 years old and has 25 caps. So he came into the team uh, from 2019. So uh, appeared only in, in the third game in 2019, uh, but then uh, got a starting position in the 2021 Gold Cup, starting all five games. Uh, there, a bit of a rough player, uh, a bit of a, is he a bit of a card liability, do you think? He's a very physical player. Um, he's got good pace too. He's a real athlete. Um, potentially he's kind of maybe has a bit of a shorter fuse, but um, I'm not sure what his discipline record is, but I think in any case for Canada, they, they want to be a bit of a mean team as well. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's important to yeah. have. Well put, and I I do think actually he's a bit less of a liability uh, in in qualifying than than he maybe was before that. Yeah. Uh, cool. Okay. Well, new to the squad is uh, Scott Kennedy, but we do consider him uh, a definite candidate. He started four of their sixteen games since the twenty twenty one Gold Cup and was subbed in for one and on the bench for six. And for the other three, he missed them because of injuries. So. Uh, seems firmly ensconced there. Yeah, he's 25 years old. All eight caps have come since 2021. So like you said, a newer player. And he currently um, plays with Jan Regensburg, I believe in the, the two Bundesliga in Germany. Yeah, and actually he might have made uh, the final squad. He was actually selected for the final squad for the 2021 Gold Cup, but he was injured uh, before the tournament. So even though he didn't have a cap, uh, he looked like he was going to be a selection there. So uh, we're pretty confident he'll be a selection here. All right, let's move on to the uh, possible candidate in Derek Cornelius. So Derek Cornelius started one of their 16 games since the 2021 Gold Cup. Uh, but he was on the bench for 10 uh, and not selected for five of them. But uh, those five include the last two matches. So um, I don't know, we could move him up to likely. What do you think? Yeah, it, it depends. He may have kind of get probably gets bumped up when some of the players you've already mentioned are perhaps injured or, or unable to play. So if we've got healthy, I think, you know, it's possible. I'm not sure I would put him as a likely candidate. All right. Um, but yeah, he's uh, has 15 caps for Canada since 2018. Um, and he's currently played with the Vancouver Whitecaps. Right, he did some time uh, in uh, in Greece and Serbia and Germany there too. Yeah, uh, well-traveled, but another one uh, like uh, Daniil Henry, who's returned to home soil. Yeah. Okay, well, his first uh, tournament was the 2019 Gold Cup, where he started and finished uh, all the games there. Uh, so he's not uh, new to the squad. 
Well, he is since 2018, but he's not brand new to the squad. However, he didn't make the 2021 Gold Cup, uh, selected for the preliminary squad there, but not making the final cut. All right, do you want to talk through the... Uh, we won't go into too much depth on the next two candidates, uh, just because they're not likely to make the squad. In fact, we have them seemingly off the squad. Do you want to take us through it? Yeah, the first is Ricardo Ferreira. Um, he's currently unattached, but had played in Portugal most recently. He has just one cap. Um, that came in March 2021, so recently enough to be included, but really not part of the picture. And yeah. then... Oh, he has one cap for the uh, he has one cap for the Portugal national team in 2017 too. So it didn't look like he made that squad uh, either. Yeah, and then uh, Frank Sturring is the other one. Um, he's been with Canada since 2021, um, 25 years old, but just two caps. Um, he last appeared for the national team in the 2021 Gold Cup, but wasn't really involved in uh, the later stages in qualifying. So. Um, again, someone that we, we don't think is part of the picture currently. Yeah, he was born in the Netherlands and played for uh, some of the smaller teams in the Netherlands, but uh, doesn't look like he's really made it onto the team uh, here. Okay, well, we are going to go through those names uh, one more time at the end of the podcast, so we'll uh, leave it at that, uh, unless you have any... Uh, no, let's uh, unless you have any comments on the central defence there, Connor. No, let's uh, get on to the uh, left-backs. Let's do it. Okay, well, we're going to start with uh, Sam Adekube. Uh, Adek- uh, well, I'm going to let you take the names, Connor. Yeah, Sam Adekube. Um, yeah, he's somebody that we uh, we consider definite. Um, in the possible, we have Raheem Edwards and Christian Gutierrez. All right, well, let's take a look at these players in more detail. So, as Connor said, uh, Sam Adekube is uh, a definite candidate, and we think so because he started 10 of their 16 games since the uh, 2021 Gold Cup, and he was subbed in for four um, uh, and on the bench for one other. So the only game he missed is one he was suspended for. Yeah, he's uh, been with the team actually since 2015, which surprised me. Yeah, Um, me too. Yeah, partly, um, he is 27, um, which surprised me too. I thought it was a younger player, but he has 31 caps. So I guess in some ways he can be be considered a, a bit of a veteran. Um, he currently plays for Hate Spor in Turkey um, and uh, previously had played um, with Valarenga in Norway and then the Vancouver Whitecaps before that, as well as um, some other clubs. Yeah, well, I think uh, the reason we... Um... The reason we 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 both considered him a, a new player in our minds is because uh, um, he didn't make the squad for the 2019 and 2021 World Cup, and he kind of came back in qualifying uh, uh, with a bang. Uh, he looked really good to us. Uh, maybe we didn't realize that he he was selected for the preliminary squad for the 2015 Gold Cup, and he actually made the squad. Uh, for the 2017 Gold Cup and even started and finished games two and three. I, I got to say, I have no memory of that whatsoever. Yeah, um, but he does seem, again, um, he has kind of exploded. I think that's probably the best word to use and has um, been just really, really good and consistent, putting in some almost man-of-the-match performances mm-hmm. since he's been in. So, yeah, definitely we expect to see him there. Yeah, uh, rather than being a new candidate, we could call him a renewed kind of candidate. Yeah, I like that. 
Yeah, uh, just one more interesting detail. He was born in England and he uh, he was eligible for uh, England, Canada and Nigeria. So we're sure glad he chose Canada. Yeah. All right, moving on to the possible candidates. We have uh, Raheem Edwards first. And Raheem Edwards uh, returned actually after a more than four year absence uh, recently in June 2022. And uh, he appeared on the bench for both of their last uh, two games, uh, Connor. So it's always hard to tell with players who, who come back in uh, right at the end like that. So we kind of put him as a possible candidate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, he's 27 years old, currently plays for LA Galaxy in the US and has actually spent um, kind of his whole playing career in um, North America uh, with LAFC, Minnesota, Chicago Fire, Montreal and Toronto among his former clubs. Yeah, I see that he moved from uh, Los Angeles FC to LA Galaxy in the US. That must have been a bit controversial. Yeah, it is. That's one of the uh, the foremost rivalries in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so yeah, been with the team since 2017, but only has four caps. But uh, he did actually make the Gold Cup 2017 uh, squad, uh, but he didn't see any action uh, in that cup. Uh, so uh, he seems fairly new to us. And um, I'm wondering if he maybe came in a bit too late to, to uh, work into the system, but we'll have to see. Yeah. All right, well, Christian Gutierrez is the other possible candidate, and he's, he didn't start any of their 16 games since the 2021 Gold Cup, but he was on the bench for five of them and um, uh, not selected for seven matches, including the last two matches. He was also injured for a couple. Yeah, and he actually has yet to make um, an appearance for the national team. He's 24 years old, so maybe one to keep an eye out in the future. Um so yeah, possible given um, given his his involvement since uh, since the Gold Cup, but again, no action on the field. Yeah, he has some association with Chile. He played for the Chile under twenty one team and was with a couple of clubs in Chile, including Colo Colo, which I think is is one of their biggest clubs. And he was uh, selected for the twenty twenty one Gold Cup, but he was uh, just on the bench. Uh, for that, so hasn't really made uh, an impression on us yet, I would say. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that is it for uh, left backs, just three candidates there. And uh, we move on to right backs where we have, do you want to take us through the names? Sure, so we have two um, definites. We have Alistair Johnson and Richie Larea. Um, and then possible but unlikely, we have Zachary Brogiard. Yeah, uh, that's right. All right, well, let's begin with uh, Alistair Johnson, who has become a bit of a fixture uh, as a right back there, the tough, uh, tough player. Um, he scored, uh, sorry, he, he did score a goal in qualifying, actually, but he started 14 of their 16 games, a couple of times as a right midfielder there, but we see him as a right back. And uh, he subbed in for the other two. So he's always called up, I think, very important to Herdman. Yeah, 26 caps all since 2021, I think, speaks of his uh, establishment in the team. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's 24 years old. And he currently plays with uh, Montreal in Canada. Yeah, and uh, he's been in North America the whole time there. And, uh, yeah, he kind of, again, uh, came onto the scene uh 
I mean, to me, he seems like he's been there for a while, but it's only since the 2021 Gold Cup that he's been on the team. So he's really, uh, uh, really kind of made for a name for himself. He's quite tenacious, hey, Connor? Yeah, he is. And uh, during the uh, the games in, in Edmonton in, the, in November, when it was minus 15, he uh, he famously wore a, t- wore a T-shirt, um, whereas everyone else was bundled up and with long sleeves. So I think it speaks to his uh, toughness. Yeah, I think he was trying to uh, psych the opponents out there. <laughs> I like him a lot. Yeah, okay. Well, the next one is uh, Richie Larea. And he, he, he is uh, coded as a right back. And I don't know if you see him that way, Connor. Yeah, he, he's kind of a, a roving, versatile player. Um, yeah, he, he's played on both sides of defense, actually, which isn't something that a lot of players do, and is sometimes even been in midfield. Uh, but he's a very important member of the squad. Um, he actually joined up with Nottingham Forest um, in their promotion season, but um, didn't see much action and is now back um, loaned to Toronto FC. Yeah, yeah, when they were uh, promoted, I was uh, kind of excited, hoping he would get on the field, but he didn't seem to get on the field for them much, even when they were in the lower division. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, and and Forrest have bought a lot of players, so I think his opportunities there were always going to be limited. Yeah, okay, well, we went a bit out of order there. Uh, I see him uh, more as a midfielder myself, but actually when I looked at the lineups, I was surprised how often he actually does play defense. He was kind of the left back uh, before Adekukbe uh, came into uh, the position there. Uh, but we have him as a definite because he's, he's often on the field somewhere. Uh, he started 13 of their 16 games since the, the Gold Cup and um, uh, was subbed in for two others. So only missed two games there. And uh, you've uh, uh, any more on his uh, history, or should we move on to his kind of tournament history? Yeah, you can go ahead and speak about that. Okay, well, he's uh, been on the team since 2019 there, uh, with 29 caps, so fairly firmly established. Uh, and he started and finished all five games in the uh, uh, 2021 Gold Cup, except for one. He was subbed in for uh, one. And, yeah, I see him more of a winger because he... Uh, he played more in the midfield in that tournament, but seems like a pretty versatile player there. Yeah, great player to have. Yeah. All right, well, moving on to the unlikely candidate. Maybe we won't give as many details on Zachary Brockyard. Um, Zachary Brockyard uh, uh, didn't start any of their 16 games since the 2021 Gold Cup, but he was uh, subbed in for one and on the bench for three. Yeah, um, he has just seven caps. He's 24 years old. Um, currently playing and doing well with Montreal. Um, so another playing in Canada. Um, but yeah, we'll have a tough time perhaps just lodging some of the names you've already mentioned. Yeah, that's right. He was in the 2019 Gold Cup. Uh, he only appeared in one game as a sub there and didn't make the squad for uh, the 2021 Gold Cup. All right. Well, that is it for defenders. Do you have any uh, kind of closing comments before we move on to midfielders? No, unless there's anything from you. Uh, no, we did point out that it was kind of a three-man defense um, with uh, Kamal Miller uh, in the back of the defense there. Uh, um, Alistair Johnson sometimes coming back in. Um, but when it's a four-man defense, it's basically Kamal Miller in the middle with Adekupe and uh, 
and uh, Alistair Johnson on the wings or on the left and right back position, respectively. Uh, Atiba Hutchinson, I should point out, uh, sometimes comes back to play in central defence, but we'll get to him uh, when we cover midfielders. So how, who do we have for defensive midfielders, Connor? We have a couple names. Um, so under definite, we have a, a Stephen Eustachio and Samuel Piet. Uh, for likely, we have Liam Fraser. And then for likely, we have Atiba Hutchinson. All right, and we'll kind of justify first why we uh, have them stationed where we do or categorized the way we do. But uh, let's go one by one there with Stephen Astacchio. So he uh, started 13 of their 16 games since the 2021 Gold Cup, uh, was subbed in for one and on the bench for one, just not selected for one game there. So a uh, very important player, hey, Connor? Absolutely. Um, you could kind of say he anchors the midfield. Um, such an important player for Canada, I would argue. And his perhaps his play for Canada contributed um, to him getting a big move. He's played with some lower clubs in Portugal, but recently moved to Porto, um, you know, this summer. So that's a big move for him, a big step up. Uh, he'll have Champions League experience. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, an important player for Canada, who I think was, um, yeah, played um, for the Portugal U21 team, but we're happy to have him with Canada. Yeah. Uh, well, he uh, is another player who is actually newer than we than, than he seems to be. His first tournament was the 2021 Gold Cup, where uh, even before that, he, he became a starter pretty much immediately and was a starter in, in that tournament, uh, except for game three, where he quite humorously was suspended on yellows. You want to tell that story? Um, I'll oh, do you, you remember? Me keeps me yeah. for now uh he was uh he was uh so they were gonna play they were playing usa in game three and uh but they didn't need to because they had already gone through so they didn't need to win so uh since he was already on the yellow he wanted to take another yellow uh and serve his suspension in game three so that he could be available for the uh quarterfinal so he was taking a free kick and uh, purposely delaying taking a free kick and kind of looking at the ref like, when are you going to give me a yellow card? So he kind of kept stepping up to take the free kick and looking at the ref and stepping up and looking at the ref. And uh, you were actually thinking that he could have gotten in more trouble for that, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it was, uh, I remember that now, kind of a bizarre incident, um, but yeah. Yeah, well, he's not a big goal scorer, but he got uh, all three of the goals he's gotten for Canada were in that Gold Cup. Uh, but um, yeah, we regard him more of as a defensive midfielder, which he's coded at. And mm -hmm. uh, though new to the team, probably one of the most important players. Yeah, I would agree. All right. Well, uh, Samuel Piet is uh, one of the old guard there. And I'll let you give the bio information after I say why we have him as a definite, because he only started one of the 16 games uh, since the 2021 Gold Cup. Uh, he was subbed in for four games and on the bench for eight and injured for the other three. So uh, he's never not called up. He's been called up uh, whenever he wasn't injured. And I think that's why it, it explains we have him in our, in our definite. Um, he's played with uh, one. Montreal uh, for the past five years. Um, he played for various clubs um, across Europe, kind of smaller clubs before that. Um, yeah, it doesn't always start, um, 
But yeah, always on the squad, as you mentioned. And since 2012, he has 63 caps. Um, definitely defensive midfielder. He's yet to score for Canada. Um, and uh, yeah, he's uh, 28 years old. Yeah, um, a bit of a bulldog. I'm always kind of happy when he comes onto the field. And I think he got most of his cups, kind of uh, most of his caps, uh, uh, before uh, all those new players started coming in. He was a starter in the twenty uh, in the twenty thirteen Gold Cup, uh, and also um, was in the twenty fifteen Gold Cup. Uh, was a starter there too, and in twenty seventeen also. Yeah, by 2019, though, he only started half the games and by 2021 was kind of firmly a substitute behind uh, Eustachio there. Yeah, that's a good summary. All right. Well, uh, the third candidate we have here or uh, we have at the likely level is Liam Fraser. And uh, he started didn't start any of their 16 games, but he was subbed in for five of them and on the bench for six. So... Uh, he wasn't selected for five games, including the last two. Yeah, he's just 24 years old, um, has 13 caps for Canada since 2019, um, currently plays in Belgium. Um, that was a move uh, this summer, previously having spent time uh, mostly with Toronto, um, but spending most of his time in North America before that. Yeah, well, moves to Europe are usually good, but i got to say I, uh, I've never heard of uh, Danes in Belgium. Have yeah. you heard of that team? Um, I haven't. Um, yeah, I, I look at a lot of club names doing these bios, so it's pretty rare when I come across a club that I've never heard of before. So I wonder, possibly it's a new club. Yeah, it looks like they're actually um, a second division club. In Belgium. In Belgium, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, he uh, his, his first tournament was the uh, 2021 Gold Cup, even though his first cap was in 2019. Uh, and he was just subbed into uh, three of the five games uh, there. And, um, yeah, so we have him as a likely candidate, but uh, seems to be a, more of a backup player. Yeah. Uh, maybe the opposite is true of our next candidate, Atiba Hutchinson. I distinctly remember saying in our podcast, Connor, that we thought he was going to be off the team for the qualifiers because he is uh, he's uh, 39 years old. Uh, surprisingly, though, uh, he scored two of their goals in qualifying and started nine of their 16 games uh, and subbing in for three others. So he actually was never not called up. Uh, I was I definitely surprised. Yeah, um, he definitely... Um just one of those players who seems to keep on going and going and going. It's really um, remarkable um, what he's been able to do. He's uh, Canada's all-time caps leader um, as well, which maybe wouldn't won't surprise people. Um, and yeah, he's been with Besiktas in Turkey since 2013. Um, he's actually been captain for, for much of that time and led them to a, a league title a couple of years ago. Um, previously, he was with PSV. So um, he's kind of revered um, in Turkey. And revered in Canada as well, partly for his longevity um, and consistency. Um, but we have him likely, um, again, because of his age. But I think it would be um, a nice gesture to have Atiba Hutchinson um, get on the field at some point in the World Cup, even as a late sub. Because he's been with Canada since 2003. Um, so almost 20 years, he's been through the dark times. And he's finally getting a chance now at the twilight of his career 
to qualify for a World Cup. Yeah, well, as you said, uh, it would take a long time to kind of summarize everything he's done, having been with the team since uh, the 2003 Gold Cup. So we'll basically uh, um, summarize that by saying he was consistently on the team from 2003 to 2011. However, from uh, 2013 uh, through to the 2017 Gold Cup, that's three Gold Cups in a row, he didn't make the squad. Uh, generally, he was selected for the preliminary squad uh, and didn't make the squad, but he came back in 2019 and uh, started and finished all four games uh, there. And um, he was on the 2021 Gold Cup squad, wasn't he? Um, no, apparently he was. I thought I remembered him being there, but no, uh, uh, that's why we thought he was kind of off the squad because he didn't make the uh 2021 gold cup squad he made the preliminary squad but not the final cut so naturally we assumed he was kind of on his way out and then he showed up in qualifying and played most of the game so i think even going beyond the kind of um uh, uh bringing him uh, along as a sign of respect i think he's proving to be a really useful backup player and i think he also um is useful in terms of uh, kind of uh, in the dressing room and on the bench being uh, the veteran that he is. So, um, yeah, the only reason we don't have him as a definite, because I'm sure he'll go, it's just that he's 39 years old. So you always you always kind of think that 39 is a bit too old. for a Yeah, player. yeah, especially in central midfield. But, um, yeah, he's a unique player, so I'd love to see him there personally. Yeah, and as we saw, he's kind of handy because uh, he has stepped back into central defense a few times too. So he's uh, kind of versatile and uh, scores goals too. So what more could we want? Yeah. All right. Well, that uh, is defensive midfielders. Moving on to central midfielders, we have Mark Anthony Kay as a definite candidate, Ishmael Kone as a possible candidate, and uh, Harry Patton. Um, Harry Patton as uh, seems to be off the squad and someone who definitely seems off the squad but we're going to start with him is uh, Scott Arfield so um, Scott Arfield uh, last played for the team in 2019 but do you want to talk about him a, a bit? Yeah um, he's, he's 34 years old and he's actually still playing with Rangers who he's been with since 2018 um, he had a five-year spell with Burnley before that. Um, so, yeah, I think he was eligible for Scotland, but chose Canada in 2016, played regularly, captained them. It was a bit of a kind of a coup to get a player of his stature because Canada didn't have a lot at that time. But, yeah, his he's uh, been off the squad since 2019. I'm not really sure why that is, um, whether that's his choice or the manager's choice. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's still going strong for Rangers, you know, playing in the Champions League. Um, but yeah, it doesn't seem to be involved currently. So not really sure unless you have more insight into that. No, it's just what you said. Like he was a starter in the 2017 Gold Cup and the 2019 Gold Cup where he was the captain. So I'm pretty sure when we did the podcast for the 2021 Gold Cup, we had him probably as a, a definite or at least a likely. Um, although he hadn't, uh, he hadn't uh, played for the team since November 2019. So... Yeah, I think we were scratching our heads a little bit about it. He was even selected for the preliminary squad of the 2021 Gold Cup, which 
which seems to show some willingness either on the manager's part or on his part. But as you say, uh, it's a bit baffling. Uh, he's 34 years old, but they have a few other players of that age. And and as you say, he's still active with uh, his club. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of keep wait, waiting for him to come back into the picture, but uh, he seems firmly out of the picture now. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go back to the, our definite candidate, uh, Mark Anthony Kay. So we think he's going to be there because he uh, uh, started six of their 16 games in the 2021 uh, uh, since the 2021 Gold Cup, subbed in for five and was on the bench for three. So there was only two games that he wasn't selected for. Yeah, um, he's 28 years old, a combative uh, midfield player, probably more a discipline uh, liability than some others we've mentioned. <laughs> um, he's played his whole career in North America and, and actually, like many Canadian players, seem to be doing, moved back to Canada. He plays with Toronto FC um, starting in 2022, having played with Colorado Rapids before that. Yeah, and LAFC too. Um, yeah, yeah, as you say, he got a red card in qualifying. That was Canada's only red card, so uh, is a bit of a risk there. Uh, he's been with the team like so many since 2017, where he was basically a substitute uh, that cup, but a starter by 2019 and a starter in 2021 too. Uh, but judging by his recent record, he is a kind of sometimes a starter. I think that's because Atiba Hutchinson uh, is being used more. Yeah, perhaps sharing that role a little bit, the two of them. Yeah. All right, and then we have uh, um, the possible candidate, Ishmael Kone. So uh, he's just come into the scene. He got his first cap in March 2022, and he started one of their remaining five games, uh, subbed in for one and was on the bench for one. However, he was uh, not selected for the last two matches, so a bit difficult to know uh, where he stands with the team. Yeah, he's been playing with, um, with Montreal uh, in Canada, um, and he's, yeah, he's done, done well for them there. Um, he's, he's quite a young player, um, 20 years old. So whether this cup will be too early for him or whether he's kind of a surprise, we don't know. So that's why he's our, our possible candidate, but um, yeah, really a name we'll see more in the future. That's right. We'll see whether he shows up in the, uh, upcoming, uh, internationals at the end of September and maybe, uh, that'll shed some light. Okay, well, two candidates that we uh, think are off the team. Actually, we've done Scott Arfield, so just Harry Patton. Uh, he last appeared in the 2021 Gold Cup, but hasn't been selected since. Yeah, he, he saw no action, even though he was on the roster in that 2021 Gold Cup, so he's yet to make have a cap for Canada. Um, but, yeah, nothing recent suggests that, um, yeah, he's, he's not on the squad or not in the manager's mind right now. Yeah, and maybe uh, he, he was playing with Ross County in Scotland, but now he's unattached. So um, that's usually not, not a good thing because uh, because they're not getting the, the regular field time to keep them yeah. in shape, right? All right, well, uh, any general comments uh, as we move on to the outside midfielders? No, I think we've covered the, the centre pretty well, and we've kind of mentioned that there are a couple of players fairly well established. So I think in general... We know who those who those players are and who's kind of comes in as a sub. And Eustachio, the, the first name we mentioned in this category, really, I think, the anchor of the team currently. Yeah, and I'd say Kay and Hutchinson are the uh, 
uh, of the two other kind of uh, players uh, there. However, there are a couple of other players, even Junior Hoylet comes back uh, um, uh, once in a while to central defence. He's very versatile. And Samuel Piet, we saw uh, kind of sometimes start there. So, um, yeah, but probably Eustachio and uh, Kay um, there. All right, well, left midfielders. We actually don't have anyone coded as a left midfielder. The outside players on Canada tend to be uh, wingers, so we'll get to those shortly. But we do have one player coded as a right midfielder that we'll cover, and that is the uh, possible candidate, uh, David Wotherspoon, but I'm afraid I have to put him in the injured uh, category. Um, he uh, started only one of their 16 games since the Gold Cup and was subbed in for two and on the bench for four, but he was injured for the last eight games, Connor. Yeah, that's uh, that's a bit worrying. He has 10 caps since 2018, so not a starter, but he's someone who's often with the squad, I, I believe. Um, I've, I've certainly seen him seen him come on the pitch. So, yeah, um, be a bit of a bad luck. Do you think he'll be out for the entire World Cup? Uh, I'd have to kind of check into the uh, what kind of an injury it was, and I usually make note of that, but I didn't in his case. But that he's been out for eight games suggests a bit of a longer-term injury. Yeah. Uh, before that, he did seem to be kind of uh, uh, called up uh, quite regularly, so uh, it's too bad for him. Mm -hmm. All right, well, that is uh, the only player we have uh, coded as a right winger, uh, sorry, as a right midfielder, but we have a whole bunch um, coded as left wingers, uh, starting with uh, probably our most famous player now, Alfonso Davies, who we consider a definite candidate. And uh, maybe, Connor, if you just mention the other names before we come back to Davies. Yeah, in uh, possible but unlikely, we have Jacob Schaffelberg, and uh, Luca Colliosho, um, and then seems to be off the squad is Jaden Nelson. All right, so those are not very familiar names, but uh, uh, Alfonso Davies certainly is. So um, I hardly need to say why he's a definite candidate for the squad. I guess his affiliation with Bayern Munich um, would be one of the big reasons, actually, <laughs> is uh, participation would, would probably put him as a possible if he wasn't who he was. Uh, because he's actually been fairly unavailable for Canada. He missed um, the Gold Cup in 2021 and then missed seven of the 14 games in qualifying. Uh, so he started nine of their 16 games and um, he had a bit of a, a heart condition. Um, uh, maybe you can start by talking about that as you do his bio. Yeah, so it was, I think, kind of COVID-related myocarditis. Um, so he was off kind of not playing for Canada or Bayern. Um, but, um, yeah, in terms of what to say about him, um, he's he's still only 22 years old, um, has 33 caps and 12 goals in that time, uh, moved to Bayern Munich from Vancouver Whitecaps in 2019, um, and moved to Vancouver Whitecaps from Edmonton, actually. Woo! He's one of our homeboys. One of our homeboys, yeah. Maybe boy. our only homeboy, actually. <laughs> But um, yeah, uh, a big superstar in Edmonton. Um, he's back here every now and then. Um, and yeah, you know, arguably one of the greatest talents Canada has ever produced. So um, if there was probably a, a category above definite, we'd put him there. But um, 
we'll have to yeah, do it. Yeah, and yet it's, it is good that they did without him for the Gold Cup and for the qualifying games. Um, uh, we, we were, of course, were very upset that he wasn't available, but it actually turned out to be a good thing for Canada because they learned to play without him too. Absolutely, I, I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah, well, his first Gold Cup was uh, 2017, like so many of them, where he was a starter, uh, won the best young player uh, of that tournament and made an outstanding uh, debut at 16 years old. He, he also got the Golden Boot Award, so um, showered with glory there. And he was also part of the uh, 2019 Gold Cup squad where he started all four games. But as mentioned, not part of the uh, uh, 2021 uh, Gold Cup squad, but I would say if you want to know, uh, if you want the maybe the best glimpse of Alfonso da uh, Davies is uh, Google his goal in qualifying against Panama, and you will instantly know why we love him so much. Absolutely, good call. <laughs> okay, well let's move on to uh, the possible but unlikely candidates. Uh, Jacob Schaffelberg. So we have him uh, categorized where we do because he didn't start any of their sixteen games. Uh, since the, the Gold Cup, uh, but he did sub in for two and was on the bench for four. Yeah, he's a youngster, 21 years old. He currently plays with Toronto FC um, in Canada. Um, so, yeah, this World Cup might come too early for him, but he has been around the squad a little bit, as you mentioned. Yeah, not in 2022, though, so uh, that kind of adds... Uh, his yeah. recent uh, recently hasn't been called up. Uh, Luca Colosho... Uh, just give me a second here. Um, my sources actually differ a little bit on him. One of my sources has him uh, appearing on the bench in one of their 2022 games, uh, but my, my main source doesn't uh, record that. So uh, he's very young. Um, maybe you can tell us a bit about him, but would be an up-and-comer, if anything. Yeah, 18 years old, no caps, but he is with uh, Espanol in Spain. Um so, yeah, I, I would be surprised if he was on the squad this time. Yeah, but certainly a name we might be uh, hearing in the future. And yeah. then uh, a player who seems to be off the squad is Jaden Nelson, who last appeared um, for the national team on the bench just before the 2021 Gold Cup in March. So has been out of the picture uh, for a while there. Yeah, but at only 20 years old, um, he's with Toronto FC. He does have a chance of coming back, but yeah, not on the squad currently. Yeah, so yeah, another name that we might look to uh, in the in the future. And now we move on to right wingers. Um, and we have, uh, uh, who do we have there, Connor? Um, in our likely, or sorry, definite, we have Tejon Buchanan. And then in um, seems to be off the squad, we have Tyler Pasher. All right, well, Tejon Buchanan, uh, a definite candidate. Another one of those guys who, who have seemed to be on the squad for a long time, but in fact was only kind of discovered just before the Gold Cup uh, there. But since he started 13 of their 16 games since that Gold Cup, subbed in for two, and uh, there we go. Just one game that he wasn't selected for. Yeah, 23 years old, has 24 caps and four goals. Um, he's with... Uh, Club Bruges in Belgium, uh, moving over there from the New England Revolution. Uh, Club Bruges playing in the Champions League, mm -hmm. hopefully get some experience there. And yeah, for those who, who've seen him play, um, you know, he's not Alfonso Davies, but he's a great balance on the opposite wing. They're both fast, tricky, 
talented young players and it gives Canada a really good balance going forward. Yeah, I was checking actually whether he uh, started in that Champions League game. And we have another player for, uh, and they pronounced it Club Brugge, uh, although I've always pronounced it Club Bruges, so now I'm not sure. Uh, but I now I can't remember what I looked up. Uh, I don't, I'm sure he wasn't a starter. And I'm not even sure if he was on the bench. But anyway, with a with a good club there. Uh, yeah, so as I said, he, he seems to have been on the team longer than he actually was. If you remember, uh, Connor, he impressed us in those, um, uh, those games to qualify for the World Cup qualifiers with Haiti and with some of the weaker teams in the Caribbean there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's one who kind of once he broke in, he really just seized his opportunity and has kind of been a fixture ever since. Yeah, he's been great. So he's a starter in the 2021 Gold Cup and uh, I'm pretty much starting all games since. Mm -hmm. Uh, Moving on to Tyler Pasha, who we have as a player who seems to be off the squad because he last appeared uh, in the 2021 Gold Cup where he was a substitute and came in for two games. Yeah, and he's actually unattached right now, having last been with uh, New York Red Bulls uh, earlier this year. Yeah, he still has to earn his first cap for Canada. He's been with them since 2021, but always on the bench. So um doesn't even look like he'll be brought in uh, as a substitute. Yeah. All right. Well, I made a kind of a special category for one of my uh, all-time favorite players, and that is... Um, uh, Junior Hoyler, who I've coded as a general or versatile midfielder um, because he seems to kind of play all over the pitch. And uh, we have him as starting uh, six of their 16 games since the 2021 Gold Cup, uh, subbed in for five of those and on the bench for one. And he was injured for three, so there was only one game he wasn't called up for. And he got three of their um, uh, 54 goals in qualifying. Yeah, one of my favorite players too, um, and that's because he had a five-year spell with our favorite team, Cardiff City. Woo, Cardiff City. Keep talking. Yeah, he um, helped get them promoted as well um, and played in them with the Premier League and had, was very, a top player for them. Ah, oh, there's a Cardiff City jersey for our YouTube <laughs> watchers. Um, but yeah, he's currently with Reading in England. He's played almost his whole career Um in England with Blackburn and QPR before joining to Cardiff where he, he really excelled. And yeah, he's been with Canada since 2015. Um, has amassed an amazing 48 cast in that time, 14 goals, um, just a, a stalwart for Canada. Yeah. And, uh, one of the, uh, old guard who have, uh, who have, uh, survived through, um, well, maybe not actually, uh, uh, I see he, he was a consideration, for the 2011 Gold Cup, but at that time he hadn't decided which country uh, that he wanted to play for. So uh, he committed in uh, 2015 to Canada, but didn't uh, play in that Gold Cup. So uh, like so many of the others, I didn't realize his first Gold Cup was in 2017. Is that a surprise to you? Yeah, it is. I, I do remember that he it did take him a while to commit to Canada. Um, even though he was making a name for himself in the UK. Um, so I, I do remember that. But, um, yeah, because he's he's been a big player, you know, even in the Premier League since before that, it, you do kind of forget that he's he's a little bit recent, even yeah. though he's considered a veteran. 
Yeah, so we maybe shouldn't include him in the old guard, but uh, uh, he is 32 years old. Anyway, his first uh, Gold Cup was in 2017. He was a starter right away. So then in 2019 also, and 2017, uh, was a, uh, sorry, 2021, uh, was a starter too. But actually in my mind, uh, Connor, I see him a bit more as kind of halfway between a starter and a, and a substitute. I agree, and that's partly because of the competition for places. I mean, for Cardiff, we saw him use in a in a right attacking midfield role. That's where Tejon Buchanan plays, and he's you know tough competition. Um, and perhaps that's why Canada use him a bit more over the field than than he does for his club team because they just want to find a way to include him because he he always seems to contribute. Very consistent player. Yeah, he's so hard to pin down, and sometimes he's a central midfielder. He plays left. He plays right. He plays back. He's played as a as a, a right forward even. So, um, yeah, very hard to kind of define his position. Uh, and similarly, actually, is uh, uh, Liam Miller. Um, he just has three starts uh, since the 2021 Gold Cup. And uh, his three starts were right attacking midfielder, a left winger, and a left midfielder. And he's officially coded as a forward. So... Make of that what you will, but I put him in this uh, general, uh, versatile area and as a uh, a likely candidate. He does have those three starts uh, since the 2021 Gold Cup, was subbed in for one, but was on the bench for seven of them. So uh, called up most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, His um, he's currently with Basel in Switzerland, um, a good club there. Um, before that, he was with uh, Liverpool in England. I don't think he made an appearance for them, more at their youth team, though, um, as he's only, uh, yeah, 23 years old. Yeah. Okay. And he was uh, part of the 2019 Gold Cup squad, uh, where he was a substitute. He came in for two games. Uh, however, he didn't make the uh, final cut um, for the 2021 Gold Cup squad. He was on the preliminary squad, but... Um, uh, wasn't selected in the end. So making a bit of a comeback here, I wonder, uh, well, we have him as likely really because he was on the bench uh, quite a bit. So, mm -hmm. uh, Okay, well, should we move on to forwards? Yeah. Uh, we include attacking midfielders uh, in the forward lineup, and actually we just have uh, one. Uh, it's Jonathan Osorio who I know you're uh, probably more familiar with than me because uh, we follow kind of different leagues. But we have him as a definite candidate. And I'll just say why before handing it over to you. Uh, he started eight of their 16 games since the 2021 Gold Cup and was subbed in for five and on the bench for one. However, he was injured for the last two matches. Uh, but I don't have him as an injury concern because it didn't seem like a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, he's been with the team since 2013, which is also as, uh, as long as he's been with Toronto FC. Um, so, yeah, very uh, consistent and player for them. And he's been with Toronto for yeah, almost a decade now. Um, yeah, I think he kind of plays when, when the formation fits because he is a bit of an attacking midfielder. He kind of plays more centrally than, than out wide and sometimes with room for him, sometimes not. Um, but I think, as you mentioned, he... he he started eight, subbed in for five, kind of shows a bit like Hoy Little. He's a bit of a starter or a sub kind of in between. Um, 
And uh, yeah, 56 caps, seven goals. He's been an important player for Canada. Yeah, for a long I think time. you put it well because he he does uh, he does seem to have had trouble like firmly establishing himself as a starter. So uh, in the Gold Cup 2013, his first one. Uh, he started as a sub and gained a starting position. But in 2015 and 17, he was uh, just a, a sub. Um, and a bit more than that in the 2019 and 2021 Gold Cups. But he didn't finish all games or he didn't start all games there uh, either. So, um, yeah, it seems uh, kind of uh, versatile, but not an established starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bit hard to uh, kind of, uh, as we kind of wrap up the midfield uh, here, uh, a bit hard to kind of distinguish a pattern because the players move around uh, quite a bit. I'm speaking a bit out of turn because we're on to forwards already, but uh, generally Osorio uh, does play in the centre, but a lot of the wingers uh, move around the field quite a bit. Yeah. All right, well, our last category is forwards, and uh, who do we have there, Connor? Yeah, this is a long list. Um, in our definites, we have Jonathan David and Kyle Laren. Um, in our likely category, we have uh, Ike Ugbo. Um, under possible, we have uh, Lucas Cavallini, um, Charles Andreas Brim. Uh, those are the two. And then seems to be off the squad. We have uh, Tesho Akindeli, Ayo Akinola, and Co Corbino. All right, that is a long list, but I got to say, as a Canadian, I'm happy because traditionally uh, we've struggled to find goals and, and forwards who will put the ball in the net. Mm-hmm. Well, someone who seems to have no trouble doing that is Jonathan David, so we'll cover him first, and. Uh, He's a definite candidate. Um, uh, he scored uh, nine of their 54 goals in qualifying. Uh, that made him their second top scorer. And he started 13 of their 16 games since the 2021 uh, Gold Cup and was subbed in for three others. So no doubt about it, uh, he'll be there if he's healthy. Yeah. And at just uh, 22 years old, um, he's... Um, third on Canada's all-time uh, goal-scoring list, just a one behind Dwayne De Rosario. Um, he's been an absolute goal machine for Canada, 21 goals across 33 caps, and again, just 22 years old. Um, he plays for Lille in France uh, since 2020 and was actually uh, instrumental in helping them to a shock title win um, just a couple of years ago, so uh, making a, a great career already. Wow. Yeah, that's great. And he was great in the 2019 Gold Cup, which was his first tournament for us. Uh, he started and finished uh, all, all games there, except for subbing into one game, so they kind of rest him there. He scored six of their 14 goals <coughs> there, and he won the Golden Boot Award and was named to the team of the tournament, so uh, made a big impression in his first tournament. However, he was not uh, uh, he was not on the squad for the 2021 uh, Gold Cup. Do you know why, Connor? It, it seems that he was given a bit of time off to recover from a small injury. Um, Canada, of course, had some World Cup qualifiers um, starting uh, shortly after the Gold Cup, so that was perhaps their bigger priority. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, certainly I have. He he made the preliminary squad, but not the final cut. But certainly, if he was available, they would have used him. So yeah. one can only guess uh, uh, he was being rested. But uh, here's back um, scoring goals for us. What a treat! And uh, also scoring a lot of goals is Kyle Laren, and um, he's actually uh, uh, got more goals than uh than jonathan david even in qualifying getting 13 of their 54 goals and um uh that made him the top scorer and actually the second top scorer in all of world cup qualifying connor wow what a feat yeah so uh despite that he only started eight of their 16 games since the 2021 gold cup and he was subbed in for four uh only one game that he wasn't selected for um but um amazing he got all those goals um despite that uh, admittedly though a lot of them were in those uh, uh games with weaker caribbean teams uh in qualifying uh for the cup yeah um he is canada's all-time leading goal scorer with 24 goals he's just 27 years old um, and will no doubt add to that category, probably in a race with Jonathan David. Um, he plays for Club Bruges, so a teammate of Buchanan. Uh, that was since uh, the summer of 2022. And before that, he was a teammate of Atiba Hutchinson at Besiktas, um, where he scored lots of gold. So with both clubs getting Champions League experience as well. Great, great uh, resume there. Uh, he actually was with the team... Uh, a little bit earlier than most with the Gold Cup squad in 2015, where he was a starter. Uh, but he lost his starting position and uh, actually was a bit of a disappointment. I said Canada was in dire need of a, of a scorer, so we were putting a lot of hope on him, perhaps too much pressure. Uh, and he didn't do that well in that cup. And in the 2017 cup, he uh, only appeared as a substitute. So... Um, and also in 2019. So uh, the, the announcers are very critical of him uh, that year, calling him almost a liability. So really had trouble for Canada uh, uh, until 2021, uh, where he uh, started showing what he could do. And um, he, he was a starter in that tournament. And of course, uh, did super in World Cup qualifying. So any comments on his uh, early history with Canada there? No, I, I think you summed it up well. Um, a lot of his goals have come recently, um, and he's kind of become an increasingly important player as the Canadian team has grown stronger. Yeah, I'm really glad he came uh, He came back from, from that um, kind of rough start. Mm -hmm. All right, well, we also have a backup player probably in E.K. Uh, uh, Ugbo. So uh, he got his first cap in November 2021, so after the Gold Cup. And he uh, only started uh, one game, but that was the most recent game they played. But he was subbed in for five and on the bench for four others. So um, uh, kind of called up for every game, uh, every one of the last 10 games. Yeah, um, he has six caps, um, despite kind of only getting his first one recently. So a, a new addition. Uh, he currently plays with Troyes in France, having previously played with uh, Genk um, in Belgium and a couple other teams including in England before that yeah so uh, again a fairly new player who uh, we don't really know much about because he's just made it onto the team however we know uh, more about the portable candidate uh, Lucas Cavallini 
Uh, so Lucas Cavallini scored uh, five of their 54 goals in qualifying, and uh, but he only started one of their 16 games uh, since the Gold Cup, but was subbed in for five and on the bench for five. Yeah, um, yeah, he seems to be more of a, a sub player when he comes in for Canada, um, especially behind, uh, you know, David and Laren. Um, he's been with the um, uh, Vancouver Whitecaps since 2020 and previously spent time in uh, Mexico and uh, Uruguay. So he's kind of well-traveled. Um, but yeah, 16 goals across 33 caps is certainly not a bad record um, for a Canadian striker. Yeah, uh, I was surprised, though. Uh, I mean, I've always considered him a bit hot and cold. And uh, I was surprised to find that he's uh, been put on the Vancouver Whitecaps 2 team uh, since 2022. So that's a bit of a worrying sign. I wonder, though, if that was just a, a temporary thing, maybe coming back from injury or whether it's more permanent. I guess I'm not not entirely sure. Um because, yeah, he, he has scored a lot of goals for Vancouver over the last couple of years, so I, that would surprise me. But Oh, okay, good. Well, I hope it's not a, a dip in form. But he has kind of uh, come in and out of form for the Canadian team. His first tournament was the 2017 Gold Cup, uh, where he started uh, two, two games there. And uh, he's been with uh, the team for every World Cup. But in 2019, he started as a sub and gained a starting position in 2021 uh, just as a sub, um, uh, uh, kind of officially as a sub, although he started two games there. So uh, just like qualifying here, just like you said, uh, kind of sometimes a starter, but usually a sub. All right, let's move on to uh, Charles and Andreas Brim, who we also have as a possible candidate. And he didn't start any of their games since the 2021 World Cup, but was subbed in for three and on the bench for the last two. Yeah, um, he plays with Sparta Rotterdam in Netherlands, um, and he's just 24 years old. Um, so, yeah, perhaps someone will see a bit more in the team, though. Um, yeah, with, I mean, we've got... I think with David and Laren pretty well established, it'll be hard for him to break in, but, you know, someone possibly, um, you know, in and around there. Yeah, well, he and the other forwards that we're, we're talking about from now on have all kind of, um, you know, made a bid at being uh, the backup starter. He seems to be the most recent one, um, having earned his all of his six caps uh, this year in 20, uh, 2022. That's a good uh, club affiliation, Sparta Rotterdam. Uh, but other candidates are uh, Tesho Akindeli. However, he uh, last appeared in the uh, 2021 Gold Cup. Um, yeah, with uh, Akindeli, um, he has 19 caps for Canada since 2015. So he's actually been around kind of pre-2017. Um, he played with Orlando City uh, in MLS. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure why his... Uh, Last appearance was in the 2021 Gold Cup, but um, perhaps, yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, he seems to come and go. He was a starter in the uh, 2015 Gold Cup, but he lost his starting position. And then uh, he only made the preliminary squad for the uh, 2017 and 2019 uh, Gold Cup. And he did make it back for the 2021 Gold Cup. Uh, but just as a substitute, he wasn't even on the bench. Uh, for the first three games there. So uh, really kind of having trouble 
establishing himself in the squad and hasn't done so recently either. Mm-hmm. Uh, Io Akinelli similarly uh, last appeared in the 2021 uh, Gold Cup, but hasn't appeared or hasn't been called up since. Yeah, he's with uh, Toronto FC and uh, Toronto FC and MLS, and has just two caps to his name. Right, and he was selected for the Gold Cup 2021 as a sub, but as as said, he hasn't uh, appeared since then. Uh, also selected for the 2021 Gold Cup is uh, Theo Corbino, and uh, he also last appeared in that cup. So uh, these guys kind of having trouble uh, keeping their spots on the squad. I will say with Theo Corbino, so he's uh, 20 years old. Um, he's with Wolves. Um, but has been loaned to Blackpool. He's had a great start to the season. He scored three goals in eight games for Blackpool in the championship. Um, so his form, um, you know, potentially could make him a surprise outsider. Um, he's been off the team, but it's, you know, playing, more, play, getting regular game time at a good level may see him possibly come back, if not for this World Cup, but I'm sure we'll see his name. Yeah, well, two points there. One, I, I actually did quite like him when he came onto the field uh, in the Gold Cup. And the other thing, and this is why we're doing an update in September, is recent form really makes a big difference. So the data that we're giving here uh, only goes to June 2022, because that's when Canada played their last game. But, uh, you know, what you're talking about, he's come into form. That would be August and September, right? Yeah, yeah, so uh, uh, definitely, and, and since the backups seem kind of undecided here, uh, that that form may give him, uh, you know, an edge and, and actually put him into the squad Yeah, uh, there. So it'll be very interesting to see whether he's called up in September. Mm-hmm. All right, well, David and uh, Jonathan David and Kyle Lahren are the kind of the default forwards there, it seems, uh, but we do... Uh, fortunately, have have more forwards to choose from than than we've been blessed with in the past, and that brings us to the end of the player by player review. So we're going to move on to a bit of a discussion of the squad. Uh, or any final comments on the forwards there, Connor? No, let's uh, let's get to the discussion. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to go back to our uh, the the. Um, notes from the beginning of the thing, the takeaways from the previous podcast, and um, uh, we'll start by talking what we said about various formations. Uh, any further comments on that now that we've been through the players? No, I, I think um, you know Canada's been been quite attacking and gone after teams we saw in World Cup qualifying. Perhaps in the World Cup, we may see them use more of that three central defenders. You know, just given the level of competition they'll be playing against, um, potentially taking a bit more of a, a safe score, um, formation. But, you know, I don't really know. Herdman has been aggressive in the past and may not do that. But, um, yeah, they, they really flip. And I think the key thing is the versatility, but also the flexibility. And I think he'll he'll adapt what he thinks the team needs, um, you know, for those opponents in the World Cup. Would you like to see them continue to be attacking, or do you think that would be a dangerous uh, thing to do here? I think that plays to their strengths, but I think they um, it would be a bit naive to not respect, you know, a team like Belgium or Croatia, some of the, or Morocco even, some of the talents they have. I mean, those teams are, um, you know, at least in the same level of Mexico, USA, um, 
they've had some success being attacking with them, but um, I, I think they'll also need to be a bit more pragmatic um, yeah. and make sure they're not giving up room because these teams can, can really hurt you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My final comment on the various formations is, you know, you, you said you had difficulty picking out a pattern uh, in the lineups that, that Herdman has put out. But I think that's exactly the point that uh, he's making it difficult to uh, for other teams to predict what he's going to do. And I think that's why the pattern has been so kind of uh, consistently inconsistent, uh, maybe two games uh, in a row at the most with the same formation. But I really think he's doing it to uh, to make it difficult for the opponents to know what's going to happen and that that will be one of their uh, strategies and strengths in the cup is mm-hmm. that they're a bit mercurial. And that actually leads to the second point, especially the midfield. Oops especially the midfield. Um, it's a fluid midfield. It's a stable group of players. But you never know who's going to line up where. Will Jonathan David be on the left, on the right? Will he be a forward? Uh, and I think I think they'll do that on purpose. Yeah, and they've adapted well to injuries and suspensions with not only Davies missing, but also Jonathan David and Kyle Lahren at the, you know, at the Gold Cups. So... Um, even though they're more attacking players. So I think they um, they kind of aren't, aren't really phased. They've got good players and they've got a bit of depth now that they can they can be adapt, they can be fluid, they can change formations in-game, and I think it's a real strength, as you mentioned. Yeah. Well, the other thing we said uh, was a, a new crop and new height. I suppose that's not as true anymore since, uh, you know, 2017, 2019, and 2021 Gold Cups now. Uh, this squad has been together for the most part for for three cups, and um, uh, how do you feel about the uh, 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 about this the the new crop? I think it's exciting. It really came all out of nowhere and all at once. When you take the long view of Canada's um, history and especially qualification for World Cups, go from not even making the hex to winning the octagon, um, it's just been a meteoric rise. And I think we've got a lot of players um, in there coming into their prime or even perhaps not yet hitting their prime because it's such a young group. So, um, yeah, I think this first World Cup will give them tons of experience. Not probably too much as expected of them, but I think it's a core players that um, will be around into future Cups as well. Yeah, I mean, even though uh, probably for us Canadian fans now since 2017, it's not as... Uh, not as uh, new as as it was when it started, uh, but I think it will be new to the world, uh, and I think uh, they may take other teams by surprise. Particularly being a much more attacking team than probably will be expected. Yeah, and that's a good point. And they still have a lot of players playing in North America, and you know a lot of Europeans don't probably pay too much attention to Major League Soccer, but it's 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 a good league, and we have good players playing there. Yeah. Well, our last point was uh, comments on the old guard. So um, I should actually uh, kind of take Hoylet uh, um, uh, out of that discussion and replace him with uh, Osario, who I should have mentioned at the beginning. But Osario, Daniel Henry, uh, Borhan, Hutchinson, of course. Uh, some of the old guard has survived. Uh, and then we talked about Scott Arfield, who we thought should survive but didn't. Uh, what do you make of the old guard, Connor? 
I think for such a young team to have that sort of experience um, is a real benefit. I think it adds a really nice balance to the team. You got, you know, even if you include Hoylet and, and Borjan and Hutchinson, these are players that have played in top leagues in Europe that have won leagues, played in the Champions League. Um, having that sort of experience is really invaluable uh, for the younger players. So um, I think it's great. You wouldn't want a club that's too, too new. Um, you, you'd want some players that anchor them. And I think Canada have that. Yeah. And I, I like to use uh, Piet as a, as a kind of a representative player of uh, what Canada used to be, you know, very hardworking player, uh, kind of admirable and fun to watch, but not really illustrious, not a top-tier player. Now he's a solid bench backup. Uh, think of players like that, I guess, as, as Canada before 2017. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, and there, there's a lot of names that were kind of good enough you know, at that time, but, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't be good enough to be on this current team. Piet is kind of a hangover, even though he's taking a kind of a more backseat role, which is just kind of shows a difference in class really from that 2017 onwards. Right. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to take a look at uh, club affiliations as we've gone through the uh, players uh, one by one. We've seen that uh, a lot of them are now playing for pretty respectable clubs in Europe. Do you want to summarize uh, their, affiliations Connor yeah I think looking at the team about half play in North America a lot playing in Canada actually with Montreal Toronto or Vancouver our three MLS teams um, others play in the states and about half play in Europe um, not always are the European clubs giant clubs um, or or in top leagues but there are some that stand out um, you know notably Bayern Munich um, but there's also some other we mentioned Champions League clubs before, Besiktas, Club Bruges, um, you know, Basel have been there, um, Red Star Belgrade. So some good clubs, but um, kind of increasingly respectable and, and getting some good experience. Porto would be yeah. a big club as well. So there are some that definitely stand out. Um, yeah, among all the clubs. Well, that's... Uh, that's um... Uh, you know, certainly better than 2000 and, and again, 2015. I'm looking at Scott Kennedy here playing for uh, Jan Regensburg in Germany, uh, you know, a club I, I really have really not heard of. And who is the one uh, playing for Danes in Belgium, a club that neither of us had heard of. Uh, th that was kind of the way it was. Uh, in the past, if they were in Europe, they were with uh, a second or third division team uh, with with an unfamiliar club, not with teams like Porto and Bayern Munich. Uh, so this yeah. is this is really refreshing. Great. Well, we've done some uh, uh, some uh, data crunching of our own. So uh, what I did here was uh, I basically chose the players that we've listed as definite, likely, or um, definite likely or possible and uh, done a few stats on their average age and their average caps and how many goals they score so this is a pretty rough uh, a pretty rough estimate but the interesting part is when we compare it uh, to other teams so uh, we're going to just do a couple of stats here and uh, the first one is um, the total number of players that we've dealt with in this podcast uh, has been uh, 43 so that includes the uh, likely and seem to be off the team. 
uh, uh, and stuff like that. And by comparison, uh, we've said that Ghana and USA have gone through a lot of players to uh, to try to finalize their squad. Uh, Ghana is at 61 and USA is at 69. Uh, 43 for Canada is about 10 below average. Uh, what do you make of that, Canada? The total, can uh, sorry, Connor, the total candidates that uh, Canada's dealing with, what do you think it means? I, I think it shows, you know, first and foremost, a, a settled squad, um, but also perhaps that Canada doesn't have the, the largest number of players to choose from. Um, I think the U.S., of course, a country with 10 times our population, kind of is the opposite end. They have a very unsettled squad, perhaps because they have so many possible players that they could choose from. Um, and I think Canada, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about their starting lineup. The starting lineup seems quite settled, but even the players who are on the sub sub bench seem quite settled. So, um, yeah, that that's kind of my thoughts on that on that yeah. lower number. I like it. I like what you said. Uh, another stat I've kind of looked at is the total players uh, that we have defined as definite or likely. So these would be like players uh, going to the cup, probably starters for the most part. Uh, again, 20, 22 doesn't mean that much. Sorry, it's 24. Uh, it doesn't mean that much in itself. No, it is 22. Uh, it doesn't mean that much in itself. Uh, but it is a bit higher, actually, than other teams. The average is about 21.5. And uh, at the extremes, we have Senegal with just 17 and uh, America with, um, uh, I think, about 26 there. No, America's actually less, 22. What do you make of it? Um, again, I, I think in, in general, it, it shows a pretty settled squad. I mean, that's half of the players we, we talked about. Um, and it also probably, again, shows a slightly smaller pool that Canada's picking from. So I think it just kind of emphasizes it. I think it's probably not as clear a stat or distinguishing feature as a total player's called up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say with Senegal, it's a strength because they, you know, I, uh, they have a very stable squad. They use the same players all the time and they play together well. That's why they won the African Cup. Uh, with teams like um, USA... I don't think it means that. I think it means they haven't decided yet and they're still experimenting with a lot of players. So it's harder to define which players are going to be uh, are going to be the starters and which players are going to be on the squad. I, I think with Canada, I mean, I think clubs can take 28 players. With 22 in the definite or likely, I think it shows that there's not so much room for surprises. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. And then the other one we have, which actually... It uh, doesn't mean much is the total number of players uh, under consideration. So for Canada, it's 32. And these would be players in the definite, likely, and possible categories. And uh, we won't try to interpret that uh, so much as to say that that's what we're basing the next stats on. So the next stats are the uh, average age, 26.9, Connor. Uh, I was really taken by surprise by this because I considered Canada a younger team, and yet the average range is about 25 to 27. This puts Canada as uh, as one of the oldest of the 10 teams that I've done this stat for. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think the star players, David, Davies, Buchanan, they're all 23 and younger, but um, you also have some players probably at the far extreme, including Hutchinson, who must be one of the oldest 
outfield players in consideration at 39. Borean, um, you know, has been around a while. So um, I think some of the top talents that you associate with Canada um, are in that younger generation, but it, it talks about what, what I mentioned earlier. They do have kind of a good core of veterans anchoring the team as well. Yeah, yeah, well put. Yeah, I got to say, I, I ran the stat without Atiba Hutchinson and it came down by 0.5 or a half a year. So, uh, but as you say, a lot of those older players, uh, Vittoria, Borian, uh, and then some of the players who are on the edge of the squad, Lutweiler, Wotherspoon, uh, Junior Hoylet, we saw more as a sub. All of those guys are over 30. Uh, at the other, other end of the scale, we don't have as many young players as a lot of other teams do. Uh, we have a 20-year-old and a 21-year-old. Uh, but other than that, all of the players are uh, uh, 22 years or older. Most of them are around 25, uh, 25 years old. Yeah, not so many new players breaking into the team or perhaps less experimentation with some very young players. Um, so perhaps it goes back to that more settled settled squad. Canada's kind of, um, not unlike some other teams, they kind of know who their starting lineup is and that's who they're going to go with. Yeah, you said uh, during the podcast that it was a young squad and I share that impression with you. I think the starting lineup probably is younger than, than this average that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Average number of caps among the players. We won't dwell on this too much. But uh, the average among other teams is um, uh, 24 and Canada is 26. So kind of in the mid-range there. Uh, the only thing I would add to that is is what we noticed through the thing that a lot of their players started in 2017. Yeah. Or, or even after uh, total goals. This is a very interesting one. The average is uh, one. The average is ninety three uh, among the among the uh, definite, likely, and possible candidates. Canada is a hundred and twenty two. What do you think, Connor? That's nothing you'd ever associate with Canada in the past. Um, I mean, admittedly, Canada um, did fill their boots against some of the, the lesser teams in the early, you know qualification rounds and and they do come up against weak opposition you know more frequently than than teams from some other confederations um but it's a nice thing to be on on kind of the above average side for sure it really is and i I wonder if it'll take uh if it'll take the world cup by surprise i really hope they go uh with an attacking uh frame of mind even if it does cost them a little bit just because it would be fun all right, well, um, yeah, that translates to 3.8 goals uh, per player. And uh, again, that's a little high. I think the average is around uh, uh, 2.8 to 3. So uh, Canada, a scoring team. But as Connor says, that's partly because they played uh, some weak Caribbean, weaker Caribbean teams, uh, which was for the better because it did uh, kind of teach them to score. Let's go through a couple of the issues here. So uh, in defense, I've identified one of the issues as, uh, do we go with a three or four man back line? Yeah, I, I, um, I know it may not be Canada style, but I would argue for the more pragmatic three uh, in the World Cup. Uh, okay, so you're saying uh, be a bit more careful in defense there. 
Yeah, and go with the three center backs. Yeah, they will be playing probably uh, uh, you know better teams than than they face in Concacaf, so that might be uh, wise advice. But I'm sure that um, uh, uh, that uh, Herdman's strategy is to uh, make it difficult to predict what Canada's going to do. Uh, another issue in defence uh, is uh, no nonsense Johnson. And uh, Larry on the right side, perhaps no nonsense. Um, uh, Kay in the midfield, and no nonsense. Liam Miller at the back. You, you said all of them are a bit, um, uh, a bit tough. Yeah, and in fact, when Canada beat the United States um, in World Cup qualifying, the U.S. complained about Canada's rough tactics. You might remember. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> but it's a strength. Um, you know, I think. Before, it might have kind of showed a lack of skill in Canada teams at the past. Um, but um, now I, I think it's combined with skill as well. And it's it's good to have tough players, especially in the back line. Great. Well, in the midfield, you called him an anchor during the... Um, you called him an anchor during the podcast. And uh, and we're, we're happy to have him. It is uh, Eustachio. Yeah, the more and more I, I watch him, the more I see his value. Um, he's just so good at starting plays. He often hangs back deep, collects the ball, and starts attack with a great range of passing. And I think he he kind of controls the pace of the game for Canada. Um, I think he's a key, key player for them in the middle of the park. Right. And in the attack, of course, we have a few individuals to, uh, to name, to watch out for. Uh, but in general, more attacking than expected. Who, who are those individuals? Uh, we should be looking to get Canada's goals. Um, I mean, I think up front you have David, uh, Jonathan David and Kyle Lahren. They're both great finishers. But then you have, um, especially on the wings, Buchanan and Davies, just unbelievable pace and trickery. Um, they can score as well. So it's a really good combo. You've got get the ball to the wingers and you've got guys that can finish in the middle. So a um, bit of pace, um, you know, helps. Um, so, yeah, I think we've got, you know, four genuine top players, um, just with the names I mentioned there. Yeah, I'm glad you used the word pace because I think that's going to be very important for Canada. Uh, their speed uh, is great. Uh, once again, I'm going to say, if you want to see it in action, uh, Google the uh, Davies Panama goal, uh, the Davies goal against Panama during qualifying. I need say no more. All right, let's uh, look at some of the new players for Canada. Actually, we don't have many, and that actually came up in our discussion a little bit. So not experimenting with a whole lot of players. Uh, we have uh, Scott Kennedy. Um, yeah, uh, again, we talked about them in the podcast, so we won't go uh, into detail here. Uh, Scott Kennedy in central defense, though, um, who we considered a definite candidate. Uh, Ishmael Kone, who we considered a possible candidate, just uh, coming into the team. It might be too soon for him. And we have uh, uh, Ike Ukbo, uh, who we consider a likely candidate. So uh, that's it for new candidates. But honestly, Connor, that's far more than most teams. Yeah. Uh, sorry, far less than most teams. Yeah, I think it's a, a difficult team for, for youngsters to break into at the moment, which is, um, you know, perhaps a strength. But these are kind of three players. Um, not that Kennedy's necessarily a youngster or uh, Ukbo uh, either. Yeah, um, it means more new to the squad uh, yeah. than young. 
yeah, but um, yeah, they've kind of been able to contribute a little bit from the bench, a little bit from the starting lineup. But um, yeah, it is always good. Of course, any team does need new players kind of coming in and pushing the, the players who are already there. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I wouldn't mind having a few more uh, on the menu. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually add a couple in September. As far as injury goes, we just have uh, David Wotherspoon um, as an injury concern. I think we did mention uh, one other player, but it wasn't really a concern. Do you remember who that was? Um, I, I don't recall, but I don't think it was, uh, it was just a short-term thing. Yeah, it wasn't a big thing. Uh, Wotherspoon, though, uh, Connor and I were trying to figure out whether this is going to last into the cup. Uh, I didn't actually record what the problem was, but he was out for the last eight games. So it does seem to be a kind of a long-term thing. However, he's not one of Canada's major players. We had him as a possible candidate. So I'm sure uh, John Hurdwin would like to have him there, but it's not like, um, you know when we were missing Alphonse Davies during uh, qualifying. So hopefully uh, no new uh, no new injuries before the Cup. Uh, and finally, notable absences. None, really. Um, we said Scott Arfield, who we talked about during the tournament. Uh, oh, sorry, during the, uh, the uh, extended podcast. But... Um, uh, but he's been off the team for a while, so so he, he seems we were kind of expecting him to come back, but he seems well off the team now. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, one thing left to do, uh, Connor, and that is um, the uh, starters and the substitutes. So we're going to go through the uh, list again. We'll just probably look at the definite and likely candidate, although for those uh, following on YouTube, you'll be able to see the names of the uh, possible or unlikely or seem to be off the squad. Uh, Connor, um, how about John Herdman? Is he going to be there? Absolutely, John Herdman will be there. He is a definite uh, and a starter, a starting coach. Uh, for the goalkeepers, we have Milan Borjan, Maxine Crepeau as definite, and that means definite to uh, be on the squad for the cup. And we have Dane St. Clair as a likely uh, who do you see as a starter there? It was Borian through qualifying, and I think we'll see Borian um, starting. Very positive of that. I think he's actually the captain of the team as well. Right, and Maxime Crepo is the, the second string keeper. And during the uh, during the full length podcast, we said there is a chance of Le- uh, Jason Litweiler uh, coming in as the third string keeper, and also a chance that they'll bring four keepers too. But uh, Dane St. Clair seems to be the third string. Um, uh, central defenders, are they going to bring all of these guys, Connor? We have Stephen Vittoria, Donnell Henry, Kamal Miller, and Scott Kennedy as definite. And we have Derek Cornelius as possible. I think they'll all come. Um, we've talked about whether they'll play three, two or three central um, defenders, but I'm going to go with two for now. And the ones I say as most likely starters are Stephen Vittoria, and then actually, um, Kamal Miller, um, who started more games than Daniil Henry recently. Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, Stephen Victoria and Kamal Miller and uh, Daniil Henry and Scott Kennedy and Derek Cornelius, I think, will all be there uh, as substitutes because they usually bring five or six. However, you know, uh, Alistair Johnson uh, does come into central defense uh, a little bit. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, uh, left backs, we have just Sam Adekugbe as the definite, with Raheem Edwards and Christian Gutierrez as possible. And I'm sure Sam Adekugbe, who's being consistent in that position, will continue. Right, and if he isn't, it'll actually be uh, um, the more versatile Laria, uh, who uh, recently hasn't been a left back, but he was before Adekugbe. So yeah. I think he will be the backup. I'm not confident enough to say Edwards or Gutierrez will make the squad. Yeah. Okay, right backs. Uh, we have Alistair Johnson and Richie Laria as definite. Again, Richie Laria, not always a right back, but kind of roves around the field. Yeah, and I do agree with that order. I think Alistair Johnson will be the starter. He's been uh, almost ever present since he's um, come into the squad. All right, do you see Richie? I think Lahi is the name he wants us to use, but everyone seems to say Laria anyway. Uh, do you think he'll be a starter maybe somewhere else on the field? Um, I think he's more likely to come up if injuries or suspensions are an issue. Um, I think, um, yeah, I think he'll be a sub, but a versatile one to have. Yeah, I personally think he'll get a couple of starts, but yeah, here I would label him more as a sub than as a starter. Well, we're on the same page here. Uh, defensive midfielders, we have Steven Estacchio and Samuel Piet as definite, and Liam Fraser and Atiba Hutchinson as likely. Um, out of those, I see uh, Steven Eustachio as a definite starter, um, and I don't see the others as starters, but perhaps coming in as subs. Yeah, I think uh, Atiba Hutchinson will be there. If it's 28 men, uh, Liam Fraser, I think Herdman likes Samuel Piet uh, as a backup. Um, uh, what do you think, Liam Fraser? Do you think he'll uh, uh, make the squad? I do think he'll make the squad, ultimately. Should I put him as a sub or just leave it blank? Um, he probably won't be the first off the subs bench. Yeah, I I'll leave it blank, but we have him as likely anyway. Central midfielders, we have Mark anthony Kay as likely and Ishmael Kone as possible. And I think Mark anthony Kay will probably be a starter. Um, alongside Stephen Eustachio. Yeah, I think it'll be either Kay or Hutchinson beside uh, Eustachio. And given Hutchinson's age, I would uh, go with you on Kay being yeah. a more likely starter. Kone, I'm not really sure he's going to make it uh, to the squad, so I'm not going to highlight him. Any uh, argument there? No, none for me. Okay, uh, for left-wingers, uh, well, we have an injured right midfielder, David Wotherspoon. Uh, if he wasn't injured, uh, what chances do you give him? Um, probably making the squad and, and possibly getting an appearance as a sub, but probably not much more than that. Yeah, I think I won't highlight him just because uh, his injury is a concern as well. Uh, Alphonse Davies, do you think this guy has a chance of making the squad? I think he has more than a chance. I think he'll be uh, on the field. He's been, as we mentioned, a bit inconsistent in terms of getting on the field for Canada, but... Um, all Canadian fans will be hoping that he'll be fit and ready to go. Oh, and he will be too. He's a, he's a very uh, 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 enthusiastic about Canada. Uh, for right-wingers, that was uh, uh, Alfonso Davies coded as a left-winger, although he's really all over the field. For right-wingers, we have Tejon Buchanan uh, as the only definite candidate, or likely or possible. Uh, yeah. Do you see him as a starter? Yeah, I do. I think I would include Buchanan in Canada's best first 11. Yeah, me too. Uh, for general or versatile midfielders, we have Junior Hoylet for definite and Liam Miller as likely. 
I agree with both of those, and, and I definitely see Hoylet getting on the field more likely as a sub, but possibly as a starter if if they're looking for just a bit more experience um, in the starting yeah. lineup. I think so too. I'm going to put him as a sub, uh, but I, I think he will start a, a couple of games. Uh, Liam Miller, I'm not as confident to put him as a sub. I think he'll make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, attacking midfielders. Uh, do you think Jonathan Osorio will be a starter? I think recently we've seen him a little bit more off the bench, so I think that's a role that he'll continue to play. Um, he may start one game. I wouldn't be surprised, but I think um, – off the bench I is more likely. There. Uh, okay, forwards, we have uh, Jonathan David and Kyle Lahren as definite. Uh, E.K. Ugbo is likely. And uh, Lucas Cavallini and uh, uh, Charles Andreas Brim as possible. And I meant to ask you during the podcast uh, whether you agreed with Lucas Cavallini as a possible or whether you think it's more likely. I think he's... Um... Yeah, I know you mentioned that he was with the Vancouver Whitecaps too. I think that's a blip. I think it's quite likely he'll be there. Um, I would probably be confident enough to move him into the likely category. I kind of um, agree possibly- with you if you say uh, it's a blip. I kind of took it as it might be a decline in form, and he is a bit up and down. But I agree with you. I think he's likely to make it. And yeah, in terms of starters, I would look at both David and Laren. Um, not ev- not a lot of teams go with two strikers. Um, but Canada does um, on occasion. So one of them may come out if they're look if um, Herdman wants to put an extra body in midfield or an extra body in defense even. Um, but they're both good enough to be starters, and I'm sure they will both start at some point during the tournament. I agree, and Canada is fluid, uh, fluid enough. They sometimes use three forwards, but they're fluid enough that these players can move to an attacking midfielder or secondary striker role, something like that. Yeah. So I, I, I agree that they'll both be uh, on the field. Uh, Ukbo or Cavallini? Um, again, coming off the bench, and I um, yeah, might even see Cavallini as possibly more likely than Ukbo, but um, they're different types of players, so they offer something different. I was just thinking that. I'd put Cavallini more likely uh, as a substitute. Ukbo is kind of just coming into the team. Maybe we'll see in September if we change our mind and, and have him as a more likely All right. Well, that is it, Connor. Uh, So that brings us to the end of this podcast. Uh, Keep in mind, we'll be doing an update as new information comes out. So that'll probably be in early November uh, when the team rosters will be published. They usually publish a preliminary roster. Uh, We'll do the podcast once the final roster is done. And we'll also do a podcast uh, updating the team as well. Yeah. Meanwhile, keep an eye uh, on us at Soccer Files Canada. That's Soccer Files with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. Uh, and our website, soccerfiles.captivate.fm. And be sure to check the show notes for links to our website and previous podcast series. Yeah, a lot of information there in the show notes. Well, thanks for doing this, Connor. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll see you next time.